don't believe the memers. The Blair Witch is real, and she's a veteran of the posting wars on the dark web. So we salute her. <laughs> this is the pod, people. I'm Matisse Van Rossum, and I have your one-way ticket to the drone zone. I'm Ben Sheets, and I am the world's worst drone pilot, actually. Yo, 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 to all my cool, hip fellow kids out there, I'm Deep Web Dark 69 420 666 over 9,000 cool guy internet supreme man who knows all about the internet, uh, Cleveland Mosher. God, I need to wash my mouth out with soap after saying that. There Just take go. a drink. You'll be fine. Yeah, you're right. And we're excited to be joined again for the second week in a row by the Blair Witch herself, Erin Velusic. Welcome back. Hi. Thank you. Yes, the Blair Witch has entered the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Blair Witch is online. And uh, yeah, that's what we're talking about this week. This is part two of our Blair Witch special. We're going to be talking about the 2016 sequel slash soft reboot of the Blair Witch Project, just called Blair Witch, written by Simon Barrett and directed by Adam Wingard, and starring a bunch of people that it doesn't matter what their names are. Uh, and it's about some more kids who go out into the woods, but this time they have a drone, but turns out the Blair Witch can make those not work too. And all I have to say about this movie, you guys, is Blair Witch, more like Blairly watchable. Am I right? <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you didn't say gayer witch, because, like, I wish it was. <laughs> Expound upon that. Let's get right in there. I wish the movie was uh, had had more LGBT moments, or just moments that I liked. The Blair Witch could have been the next Babadook. Honestly, though. Is the Babadook not the gayer witch? Yes. Wow. You got Makes me you think. there. Makes Damn. you think, doesn't it? Maybe. Well, yeah. I think... It is important. Uh, we talked about this some on the last episode, and and I just mentioned it, but it it has to be emphasized that this movie is from the same writer director team who brought us such legitimately great films as Your Next and The Guest, which we just talked about a couple of months ago on the show. Legitimately fantastic, creative, fun horror films, and then they made this one. Now, I wasn't here for the guest episode, but I do want to say I did watch it and then I couldn't do the recording with you with you guys. Um, and I adore that film. Thought it was great as well. Like, like fully agree with that statement. Like, it's a fucking gem. Wild that it's the same people. I was really baffled by that to the point where on Friday um, I decided to put on the commentary track and listen to it while I worked. Oh, you in the did. Background. You did end up doing it. Um, nice. So I do have a few insights on. Oh, that. excellent. Um, I'm glad somebody decided. To yeah, do there's it. there's a lot of good material in that. I'm sure we can first get that off. The, oh, I want to say that this movie, oddly enough, was kind of something of a passion project for them. They started in the mumblecore scene. So uh, one of their first collaborations was A Horrible Way to Die, which was all shot on the same DV camera that's used by Dark Web 666 in the movie, oh. actually. Um, oh. But after that, they went on to do the VHS movies. They were <gasps> part of yeah. those movies. 
and oh, they were just one of them i think i don't no, think both, they, have, both. They, they do have multiple yeah, segments yeah yeah okay um but they weren't super happy with how those turned out so they wanted to do found footage right in their words oh well, with this and well they did uh, it wrong they they well, kind of missed the mark again. there yeah. didn't they <laughs> they did it really wrong so interesting to me that you say passion project because after we watched the film we got into a pretty uh lengthy discussion about whether this felt earnest or not and we decided to do some more research on that and find some behind the scenes there are slim pickings but there are some everything that i saw put me under the impression that they could have given two shits. Anything with Adam Wingard, like, he looked so bored, like, in yeah. everything. Like, there's a sequence where they tour the the set for the house, and he was like, yeah, I think the original is shot, like, somewhere in... Yeah, he's like, I think it's somewhere in Maryland or something. Or something, yeah. Like, like, (laughs) like the guy is like, like, just didn't seem to have any any care for the source material. His whole demeanor, like, there's some, like, interview segments where he was, like, sitting, like, in a director's chair, you Mm -hmm. know, facing the camera, talking. And then he just kind of mumbled about, like, what the original is kind of about. and, And then it ends. This seemed like a cool idea. Like, we were pretty excited about it, you know, and we we heard that the original film was neat. And there, there's no there's no life to it. He just he just seems a little dead inside. I found it. I found it really confusing because Simon Barrett and Adam Wingard are both filmmakers that are a writer and filmmaker, respectively, that I would consider clever based off of your next and the guest and like red letter media has a really great interview with simon barrett about the guest from several years ago oh, cool he seems like a like a smart well-read guy who like knows his medium and knows how to write and those movies would suggest that as well but all of the behind the scenes stuff we watched for this movie made both of those guys look like dumb guys And that is something that I'm still having, like, a hard time wrapping my brain around. Like, I don't know what happened to them between the guest and this movie, because they're only, like, two years apart. Yeah, and all we could do is really speculate at the end of the day, because, like, they could have just done those interviews on, like, at the end of a day when they were exhausted. Yeah, and I think I have a little more info with listening to the commentary. I think they were trying to go at kind of a back to basics kind of crowd pleaser. A return to their yeah. Roots, I, well, no, if yeah, yeah. After after Blair Witch Two, which we haven't seen, and I don't want to talk about yeah. it on this podcast, but that one is not a found footage, right? At all. Oh, and it bombed. It did awfully. Everyone hated it. So they wanted to kind of return it to the roots of found footage in the modern day. And yeah, it just did not work. (laughs) Apparently they reshot over 60% of this movie, not because of studio interference, but just because it turned out really badly. What? Yeah, so I think it was just kind of a nightmare shoot 
it seems like from from what I was reading, this is a Lionsgate production, and they also bought Your Next. I'm pretty sure. And mm-hmm. when they had done that, the studio pitched to these guys the idea for them to spearhead a new Blair Witch film because apparently that had been sort of like floating around in pre-production since like 2011 or so. So even if like Barrett and Wingard like wanted to do found footage justice, I do still feel like there there had to and maybe the reason they lost their passion and come across as so apathetic in the behind the scenes is because of having to work with in within the constraints of like a big studio. Well, it's funny because they explicitly mention that in the commentary. They say, you know, a lot of the critics of this movie say, "Oh, hey, it must have been studio intervention." And they said, "This is the movie we wanted to make." <gasps> Don't admit Lionsgate, that, guys. Lionsgate had very little hand oh. in uh and let us do what we want with this, which oh. is kind of more damning on them. Yeah, why would they admit that? Why would they admit that? <laughs> They're proud of it. Wild. <laughs> Aaron, I'd, I, we haven't heard much from you yet. I'd like to get some of your uh, initial read on this film before we start getting into more specifics. How did it hit for you? Until Ben said it, I didn't even know that there had been a Blair Witch sequel. I guess I just assumed that this was the sequel, yeah, same. to be honest. Well, this one um, ignores the events of the second one. So yeah, for the purposes never... of this conversation in the film, like Book of Shadows doesn't matter. <laughs> Book of Shadows? I've never even heard of a Blair Witch 2, which makes me so sad. But initial reactions, oh man, it makes me so disappointed. It's like... I'm not surprised because when a franchise does very well in Hollywood, they're just going to try to capitalize on it and try to like make another one. So I'm not surprised that they tried to make Blair Witch sequels and prequels and blah, 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 video games and shit. But it wasn't great. <laughs> I feel like I have, a, I have a, a very different energy coming into this review than I did like last week when we talked about the Blair Witch, which is fine because oh, it's like I both of them are fun and good, but <laughs> come on. I think the core problem <laughs> of this one is for a found footage movie, they have way too many cameras. Yes. Yeah. They have so many cameras that you have tons of different shots and quick cutting and all of this stuff and it really pulls you out and combining that with studio actors and actresses who are all pretty it really takes the realism and rawness of the the original and kind of strips right. it of all of that yeah this film is very scripted very scripted. I, it's, in, it's yeah. entirely scripted mm-hmm. whereas yeah. or it feels entirely i mean scripted. it it is they it is entirely scripted like they had a full script for it whereas the original they had a story and set pieces, but the di- the dialogue was entirely unscripted. It's a very, very stark contrast, and I care much more about people who seem to actually be lost in the woods than Hollywood actors pretending to be lost in the woods, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah. And that yeah. that difference in tone 
is palpable. And, like, for the attempts to modernize that they made with, like, all of the, the, like, newer technology we have now, like, the drone, the little Bluetooth headset cameras, shit like that, I don't feel like that stuff brought anything new to the film. No, just more artifice. Yeah. And and it could have. Uh, but uh, one of the one of the big issues too, like, uh, is the even stronger lack of realism. Like in the original Blair Witch, it was very easy for us to write off that they had brought more batteries along, and that one of the, the cameras was like hand cranked, maybe. So it was it's easy enough for us to understand why they could shoot for several days right. in the woods. Whereas with this one, like considering all the tech that they had, it it made no sense. And also like like the time distortion element where it's like, we've been out here for six days and the sun hasn't come up. It's like, how are your cameras not dead if you've been out there for six days? Right. (laughs) And and like their little like Bluetooth headset cameras, um, you know that those things run on like hearing aid batteries or something. Like there's no way that they have that much charge to them. Um, if they even have batteries at all, they probably have wall. They're probably wall charge only. Also, all the footage from those cameras is not actually from that model of camera. It's it's from like a like no, an it's regular like, ass cameras. Yeah, yeah. They 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 yeah. they fake it. So yeah. it's just one more like layer of artifice. Uh, the house is a set in this one, whereas the original one, it's it's just a house yep. like in the woods that, that they, they found. found. Yeah. yeah. Um, and because of that, it, I don't know, feels like a house in the woods that they found. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, whereas this one, like, it's raining and it's all, like, epic and there's thunder strikes and, you know, the camera is shaky. But beyond that, it's crystal clear and it's it's very evident that it's it's grand uh, yeah. and that it's 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 mm-hmm. it's artificially made. The scale is much larger in every regard. Mm-hmm. And I think it hurts it. Like you said, it makes it too artificial. And also, like, they start giving more rules to the Blair Witch, but also that don't make sense. And there's just, like, all of these layers added on that don't need to be there that take away from, like, the simple, ambiguous dread and tension of the original one. It it makes paranormal, the first paranormal activity look even better in my eyes. Yeah, for sure. Like, like that, that film does a great job with like the camera quality. Mm -hmm. I think like it's all, it all feels like nanny cams and, and and I think it largely was. And once again, it's an example of like shooting stuff on the actual cameras that are depicted in the film, Mm -hmm. you know? And they feel like events that are taking place in that world. They, they don't, they feel fake still in in paranormal activity but at least they feel like they're a part of that world and not like just an artificial set piece well that's why i feel like picking adam wingard and simon barrett for this was kind of a mismatch from the get-go because you know the guest and your next are very big movies and especially in regards to the guest it's a very campy movie yeah it, it's strengths and, are artifice you're you know, absolutely right the core of the original blair witch is authenticity you know the original mm-hmm. people exactly. thought it was real and that's obviously something you can't do with a reboot sequel right. remake but i think their tendencies and preferences to go more crowd pleasing and fun 
kind of works against it in this movie mm-hmm. in a weird way. I could not have put it um, out myself. I think I th- I want to expand one thing on quote unquote the rules with Blair Witch because Simon Barrett was talking about this a bit in oh, the commentary. Oh, yeah, yeah. And not only is there a sequel to the original Blair Witch, uh, the original Blair Witch people did some like doc- pseudo documentaries uh, in the run up to Blair Witch. Expanding oh, on the mythos, yeah. okay. uh, so they could continue acting like it was real and give it kind of an air of authenticity. Yeah, yeah. I heard about that before. But they wanted to add some of that mythos and bring it in and expand upon that stuff. And I don't think that was a good call. I don't I think... think explaining more nope. or expanding more was a good idea. I think Simon Barrett made a, one good point where he was talking about how he wanted to pay off some of the unanswered questions of the original in, in an interesting way. Why? Well, <laughs> I, I think there are a couple elements of that where it is fun. Okay. Like one example of that, uh, and this is closer towards the end, is... Whatever. Yeah, because whatever. Looking into the, the corner... You know, they take that, and Ugh. in a lesser reboot, they would just have them in the corner, and that would be that. Mm-hmm. But at least they try to do something with it. Well, You know, um, the, um, the thing they do with it is kind of bad, but... Yeah, well, the only way they expound upon that is that if you look at the Blair Witch, you'll die. So is she's like a Medusa kind of deal, even though... People look directly at the Blair Witch. We see the Blair Witch on camera. You know what the wildest part of that is? Simon Barrett was insistent that that's not actually the Blair Witch. What? (laughs) What is it then? Yeah, what is he trying to say? Oh my god! The Blair Witch is more esoteric, and uh, then what was the? What is that thing? Yeah, it's a sort of specter or something. I don't know. I don't know. He didn't explain that part. What? The Blair Witch is like is like so like that's like the 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 monster is like the sun, and the Blair Witch is the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Like the Blair Witch is the the like is the the light itself is the Blair Witch. Like the realm. They've entered the Blair Witch is a it's mindset. So is that what he's fucking saying? Because Adam Jesus Wingard Christ. and Simon Barrett were like, "Yeah, since this movie didn't do well and got panned, we're not going to answer any of those questions." I respect that at least. I wish they hadn't tried to answer any of them in the movie either. You know, what, you know, what really reminds me of is the the fucking Han Solo Disney Star Wars movie. Like, trying to explain shit that didn't need to be explained, like the Kessel Run and stuff. It's like, no, we never needed to see the fucking Kessel Run. Let it just be a legend Wait, and let it sit at that. This That's is all an I fucking anti-Star need. Wars podcast. I know, and I'm don't, saying anti-Star Wars things. But, like, uh, I don't know. Like, it's that same, it's the same fucking thing. Like, trying to explain a lore and give it, like, more rules and backstory that is absolutely not necessary. I'm going to continue to refer to that monster as the Blair Witch, yes, though, because, because it it's too confusing to try to to conceptualize it. I'm sorry, the like movie's the called The Blair Witch, lady. Yeah, yeah, yo, like, like, here's the thing: the movie's called The Blair Witch. We are never given any reason to believe there is any other monster other than the Blair Witch, right? So, what the fuck is it? Yep. Like, like, yeah. come on. Uh, I, I, I do think it's also worth noting that somebody does have a credit in the film as Blair Witch stunt double, which would be that. Because what wow. else would... Oh what, my God. There's no... Yeah, other- they were complaining about that on the commentary, <laughs> <Wow>. actually. <laughs> 
because somebody well, credited it wrong? Yeah. Well, then maybe don't That's be so fine. fucking vague. Yeah. 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 Jesus. Right. Well, how did they approve that then? If they're like the director, producer. Maybe have a plan. How did that get approved <laughs> in the final edit? Yeah. They're, they're literally know. just trying to change the narrative. Yeah, a hundred percent. But while speaking still of the narrative, <laughs> no, I bet after the fact, I bet mm-hmm. people are like, "That's dumb." There's a lo- it's yeah. a fucking long, stretchy lady, and so Simon Barrett was like, "Uh, yeah, actually, that um, that nope, that's not the Blair Witch. The Blair Witch <laughs> exactly. is more of like an idea. Yeah, so you they get to have their cake the and Blair eat it Witch, too. But yeah. you do, but you do feel the Blair Witch in your heart. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's like oh yeah, it's like oh man, they just they showed the Blair. Blair Witch multiple times. Oh, oh, oh but, but actually, that's not the Blair actually, Witch. Oh, yeah, get the fuck out of here. That feels, <laughs> that, feels like, that feels like backpedaling to me. Yes, it does. Um, uh, also, like, okay, so if that is the Blair Witch, right, it acts like a gorilla. Yeah, like, it's, it's like got, howling, it's got hoo, long arms. Hoo, and like, you know, like moving around. It's hooting and, and hollering stomping. like a spider monkey. Yeah, and like stomping and shit. What the fuck? And, and they, they talk about, like, in its lore that, like, she was, like, he- like stretched up in a tree or something at one point. I don't know. I was, I was like, I was a little drunk. But, like... I mean, we were talking through most of the exposition in this movie. Yeah, there's so much of it. It was so bad. Uh, why don't we get into that a little bit? Yeah, let's get into the story okay. part. Of yeah, that it's a time. Little bit. I want to so, give, give Aaron an opportunity to explain the yes. story of this movie. Yes, please. Ah! Okay. Not to put you on the spot. Yeah, see, yeah, for yeah. all our, our listeners, Aaron just took a big old swig of wine. Yeah, let me take a sip of my wine. Okay, Much so so basically, the scene opens up, or the whole movie opens up with the scene. This guy watching the last scene of the Blair Witch, um, the original, given a little bit more video, and there's a very blurry, indistinct face. That he pauses on and he goes, dude, I think that's my fucking sister. And so then um, it launches this whole thing. We're going to try to find my sister, question mark, or we're going to try to find the Blair Witch that killed my sister in the woods. And then he assembles this crew of people and then he gets together with the person who posted the video, which also has nothing to do with like knowing any intel. On and the what Blair was Witch. what was his name? I'm glad you asked, Matisse. It was Darknet666. <laughs> it was www.dark.com666. <laughs> Dark.net backslash 666 backslash Blair Witch Truth. <laughs> backslash MAGA. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so then for some reason, him and his girl get roped into this. So they go into the woods to try. So that's unclear to me. What are they trying to do? Find the Blair Witch again or find the sister? Everyone has a different motive. Yeah, so our main main character, whose name I've forgotten because it's unimportant, (laughs) <laughs> he sees the video and as you said it's a very blurry frame of like a woman's face in the mirror you can't actually distinguish any of its facial features but what you can distinguish like pretty clearly is it's horrifying yeah like it's monstrous yeah. and whatever he, it is and, and he's like oh that's my sister and he probably alive and like, well. he's like yeah i think <laughs> i think that that might actually be my sister and because this is on the internet that means she's still alive probably so <laughs> Everything I see on the internet is real. Yeah, so his yeah, sister exactly. and and these are these are college students. 
and it takes place 20 years after the original one which takes place in 1994 this is set in 2014 so he would have been like an infant maybe a toddler yeah. when his sister went missing he's like yep this blurry picture is for sure my sister we're gonna go out into the woods and try to find her and this spooky house that she's in yeah and this other girl the pretentious film student girl decides to turn his search for his sister into a documentary yes his girlfriend which is weird to me because like the guy's sister like wanted to turn into a documentary you know like and and so you think like he'd follow in her footsteps like it, it makes so much more sense for this you know like this this one character right to be the one who wants to do the documentary aspect of it you know to be like his sister yeah. But instead, like, it's his girlfriend who just also happens to do documentary stuff. It's weird to me. Yeah. It, it just it doesn't feel organic. It, it feels like, oh, someone needs to be doing a documentary because the original one had a documentary thing in it, which is a lot of that sort of rationale. They're, just, they're literally just trying to play into the fact that the original documentarian was a female. Yeah. I yeah. feel. Right. It's oh, so dumb. Which is silly. Yeah. And can I just say, I kind of hate that they pair them all off yep. into couples. Because, yes. yeah, they, the they bring hell? along his friend and his friend's girlfriend, and they get Darknet666 and his <laughs> girlfriend. So it's yeah. three couples going into yeah. the woods. And also, like, every girlfriend is girlfriend, you know? Yes. Like, except for, uh, like, our protagonist's girlfriend, who is also doing who a documentary Who is documentary and girlfriend. But, but even then, yeah, even then it's, like, documentary girlfriend. Like, yeah. none of yeah. none of the women have, like, yeah. like their own real role other than girlfriend. And it's, step on a rock and so fuck true. up my foot yeah. immediately. Or, yeah, other than be a weakness, yeah. like, to the, yeah. to the group. Like, what the fuck? No That's good. That's so true. Uh, and, of course, the I think the, the biggest illogical, like, piece of nonsense around the plot for this is we get footage of mass searches for the sister the yep. the lead from the original film like we see like mm -hmm. they brought in helicopters they did big like like chain walks through the woods like like just scrubbing through to find anything at all and it's made clear that no one found anything and they did their due diligence again with yeah. helicopters and then these four college students 20 years later think they might find something yeah. I also want to point out a very minor discrepancy, but does kind of play into that between this and the original. Like, one of the big reasons why them being lost in the first film is so horrifying is because, as Heather points out multiple times, the Black Hills Forest is not very large. Right. They're like, yeah, all we should have to do is walk east for a few miles and we'll be out of the woods. And mm -hmm. so it's like then in this movie, they talk multiple times about how big the woods are, how massive the forest is and how they'll never be able to find anything and that the helicopters flying around never found the house. And it's like it's it's a, it's a fucking nitpicky thing. But like, that's what makes the first one so spooky. It's like. They should be able to just get out. But the fact that they yeah. keep ending up at the same spot, it's like, ooh, there's magic at work here. There's a sinister supernatural forest. Well, on top of that, it's a completely different forest, yes. too. They shot it on the other side of the continent. I had to look it up while we were watching the movie because it was driving me crazy 
because the foliage is very obviously very different from the original. And they shot the original one on site in Maryland in the mid-Atlantic United States. And they shot this one in British Columbia, in Canada, literally on the opposite side of the continent, completely different biosphere. And of course, because they treated it as like a full, like a much larger scale production, it's very obvious that the locations that they're in are like camp, like large campsites. Campsites and fully it, packed down paths. Earth. Yeah. Like, they're like walking on paths through the woods. Yep. Like, it, it's very obvious that, like, there's room for dollies and uh, for them to, like, like bring trailers in. And, yeah, like, all the earth is well-packed. There's machine-cut logs, like, near the campsite. The campfires are all, like, really well set up. It's very obvious that they came there, like, and found it. It's not, like, a random place in the woods that they just, they, they could only make camp, in the like, in the original. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, everything oh, feels fake. But Cleveland, one of the characters, had a hard time putting his tent together. <laughs> Oh, That's God, right. That, that scene dang, was so scripted. These dang millennials don't know how to set up tents oh, so with scripted. all their with all their fucking cell phones and tablets. There, there was like a pause yeah. for the audience to like laugh or groan. And their too. laptop like it was computers. so fake. God, like, and, and that's all, all the dialogue in this movie. They all just stared at him. Like, are you crazy? You don't know how to set up a tent. We talked about this when mm. we were watching it together. But like, just fucking help him. Are you kidding me? <laughs> anybody anybody who camps knows that like you need to help like anyone who's struggling to put up their tent because when night falls it makes it so much more difficult yeah to and, assemble your tent and so also, it's like, like just fucking help him <laughs> he's struggling but, but, also, but like, aaron isn't are, it more fun to have dumb protagonists we can kill off tents uh-huh. are basically a no-brainer too it's like yeah. you should be like even if you've never been camping before you could figure out how to set up a tent like it's not that hard and he it's was like, also just like shaking it yeah and it's like it's what? not gonna like blow up and suddenly like assemble itself like why do you think that like an inflatable yeah. it was very yeah. it was very much a like <laughs> dumb these dumb millennials don't know how to set up tents yeah well right. Uh, from the commentary, one of the big reasons they reshot so much is because they had a lot more comedy written into the script. And oh. with found footage, a lot of that cleverness and comedy just falls flat. Yeah, because that is so dependent on editing. Yeah, mm. well, and it not only that, but it's so hard to make it sound like real people rather than, you know, scripted. And you can get away with that more in a non-found footage movie, but something like this, it just really doesn't work. This just came to me. They have all these different cameras, right? The drone, the headsets, they're carrying some cameras as well. They have, like, all these different cameras. And we see through all of them. Uh Uh-huh. But, spoilers, no one survives. They found all the the footage separately. Like it just did all. It just yeah. It's all, of, so... all of their cameras, all of their cameras turned up. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, okay. after the Blair Witch killed everyone, she just like put every one of the cameras in a little bindle and you know strolled along to Deliver, the uh, yeah. front See, of the campsite. But, but considering she that, like, she submitted them to Sundance Film Festival. Honestly, though, because like here's the thing, right? Like that that would be hilarious like overblown but it's kind of not because the original film and this one both end with the cameras in the house and the house according to this one's canon like like disappears 
right? So the cameras do have to be like picked up by someone, put somewhere else so they can be found. Yeah, the, the I witch mean, has to like they, they have do some control kind of over it. Abandon it being discovered cameras whatsoever in this movie. Yeah, how does the audience get a hold of the, this this film? Never addressed. Yeah, yeah no, sure. I, I yeah. think they realized, you know, we're not going to fool people into thinking this may be real. So we'll just not even so, try. Yeah, so why even <laughs> wow. why even bother giving any sort of explanation for how this mm-hmm. this footage is being delivered to the public? So yeah. there's a movie that's actually pretty. I, I think is pretty similar to this one that I adore, and that's Troll Hunter because Troll Hunter feels like a Disney ride, and it's very beat for beat, and it still is. It's I mean, it's extremely artificial. Like it, they're yeah. they're like Scandinavian trolls, and there's a guy who hunts them like an old knight. Like it's yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's, yeah, and it's an amazing movie. I think is it just because it's it's not riding on the coattails of the original Blair Witch like probably it works. well because it's a it's it's a, a fresh concept mm-hmm. everything you've just described is not something that you would expect out of a found footage horror movie a like weird old Norseman going around killing trolls for the Norwegian government god I love that film <laughs> yeah it's yeah, awesome shout out, shout out to Troll Hunter uh, that's all this I just, is the I just second week in a row movie. you've brought up Troll Hunter and it's worth it I, I, I love that film it, it might be my favorite found footage movie it's it's a it's a pretty good one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean it's it's just like for a movie that's trying to like capture the same lightning in in the bottle that the original Blair Witch project was, they didn't do enough different stuff and the stuff they did different was dumb. Yeah. I I thought some of it was fun though. I got to say like some of the stuff they do differently is dumb and it misses the spirit of the original. But I think it's fun in itself. The Forever Night is kind of fun when you don't think about it too much. Uh, I think, you know, having the, the, the Blair Witch uh, figurines wrapped in uh, Darknet 666's girlfriend's hair and it turning into a voodoo doll... That was super fun. That was probably yeah. the most fun thing that happened in the movie. Um, but it was five seconds yeah. and then it was over. If you if you separate this movie from the franchise and like like and you just you just look at it as like a dumb film, I agree. I think that the kills and everything are are big dumb fun moments. And they shit on the original, but like I don't I personally don't have a huge amount of attachment to the original. Last week was the first time I'd seen it. I, I enjoyed it, but like I, I don't have that same nostalgia yeah. for it and all the rest. Yeah. And uh so like it was much easier for me to do, but I can absolutely respect it being hard to laugh at those things if like you do have like a much deeper yeah. for the original. I mean theory. I thought the the gross they were bad, but you know, kind of funny. Weird tree thing that was pulled out of the girl's leg was gross and tactile and fun. Yeah, I the, mean the fun body horror. Well, uh, I think I, I, what I said when they they showed the shot of her her foot all messed up is wow the makeup people did a great job of it. It looks very studio cool and fun, which man is not the right movie for it. But, but no, it, yeah, it is but fun. Unlike, unlike something like the Beach House, which we just talked about two weeks ago, which oh, also yeah. has a scene of somebody pulling something gross out of their foot. With that, we got to sit with that scene. It was so intense and drawn out and non flint and that's why it has lasting impact whereas like all of the little individual moments in this one while some of them are fun they're so fleeting and then it's back to running through the woods at night yes and and it's like i if the my problem with like having a hard time separating 
this one from the original in a way that I can appreciate the fun stuff about this one is that it's not different enough. It still retreads so much of the exact same ground of the 99 one that it's impossible to separate them as entities because like they do the the entire pretty much the same events of the entire first film in like the first 40 minutes of this movie they like compress it it's like they go out and they spend one night in the woods and then the next day they spend the whole day like arguing with each other even though they haven't been lost for that long and yeah. then night falls again, and then it's forever night. It's like they knew that they weren't going to have the the respite of daytime every little bit like the first one does, where you have like this distinct kind of difference between the daytime stuff and the nighttime stuff. The daytime is all like the character drama and tension. The nighttime stuff is the scares. It's like, oh, well, we got to throw in all of the day, all of the, the character drama into one day because we're going to take away the daytime for the rest of the movie. And I think that that is like, while the concept of the forever night is fun, if you don't think about it at all, it, it hurts the film overall, or maybe they should have done it earlier. Maybe the first night should have been forever night. And then they do something really different. You know, maybe yeah. then I would have been able I to separate like it. I have to agree with you because the forever night idea automatically makes it very unrealistic whereas like the appeal of the first Blair Witch is that it was like a very realistic low budget film that was done in a very like oh shit these people are in trouble kind of way whereas like when you introduce something magical or otherworldly like a forever night, it automatically takes you out of like the reality of the film. And yes. suddenly the film is not rooted in reality. And it makes you know? it definitively makes the, too. it makes the danger too constantly present. The benefit of the first one is that after each night, they're able to examine the horror that they experienced the night before in the light of day and say, yeah. okay, it's daytime, we're safe now, but we have to get out of here today. We can't spend another night in these woods. Every night, something worse happens. And as they near the end of each day, as they they recognize that they're going to have to camp again and tensions get high and their fear builds, that ebb and flow is just like it's harrowing as, for the viewers. And it's like, well, once it's always night, the Blair Witch could be around any corner. And in this movie where she's yeeting tents into the void and <laughs> and not literally knocking trees over onto people, it's like, well, OK, fuck it. They're in danger all the goddamn time. Whatever then, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, the the first death we see is that dude getting hit by the tree yeah and i do want to emphasize the first two people that die in this movie are the black couple oh they did they did did god damn it okay uh before we move on we were like this is how it's gonna happen it's so stereotypical and it makes me so mad yeah it's (laughs) it's such hot bullshit before we move on i did i did want to have i did have some other points on that um that previous because i do want to just move into the deaths and and how fun they are First off, yeah, another way of summarizing uh, those previous points is I think during the pre-production meetings for this film, they use the word maximize a lot. <laughs> like they uh, – it's just like, oh, yeah, we're going to do it just like the original, but it's going to be bigger and better. Like, for instance, in the original, like 
they wake up after the the first or second morning, and there are a few of those weird, uh, like uh, stick stick men, uh, yeah, stick men, uh, sort of weird sigils like hanging from the trees, weird totems. symbols, totems. Thank you. That is the word. There there are strange totems hanging from the trees, but there's just a few. Whereas in this one, they wake up the next morning, and there's like forty of them. It's uh, just a, a quick way to make the the viewer feel like, oh yeah, it's like the original, but oh my oh, god, god, there's damn. forty totems now, and there is, uh, you know, a later reveal that like there was a prank by the the darknet folks, but um, well, not a prank well, necessarily, but. They explain this in the commentary. He was trying to convince them to keep going or something like that. But yeah, so, um, basically yeah, a prank. Uh, yeah, whether the motive is prank or not, it, it ends up, it, it acts as one. And uh, yeah, there's there's a bunch everywhere. And then when the real ones show up, it's even more. It's like several hundred yeah. of these things just hanging from the trees. And it takes Maximize. away. Yeah, it's, and, and, uh, <laughs> it takes away all question of whether or not the Blair Witch is real or not. This movie just takes that idea and just throws it the fuck to the side so for every time they maximize it they take the realism just right the fuck out and they just go to hard fantasy and it, like this 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 whole movie is 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 fantastical so why do we why do we care you know like uh, the, yeah the same i way. i would call it kind of the vhs effect this very much feels like one of those vhs segments yeah, and what, uh, one of the ones that doesn't always work perfectly, but it very much fits the mold of kind of a theme park ride mm-hmm. a lot of the times, especially in the second half. I, I agree with you that it definitely retreads the first one in the first half of the movie. Yes. In the second half, I think the movie kind of does its own unique thing, but its own unique thing is just doing a VHS segment in that, you know, it's very much chase sequences and set pieces of deaths and spooky houses. Um, (laughs) And it doesn't leave you time like the first movie to sit on things particularly. And when it does, it doesn't work at all because it's such a total mismatch of tone. I did read a quote from Adam Wingard that I think sums up this movie very well. And uh, he said that the original Blair Witch is a movie about being lost in the woods. This is a movie about being chased. And it's like, yep. That's it. You're right. You did it. I mean, not only do I think that it's it's a bit reductive of the original Blair Witch, I would say what's more accurate is the original Blair Witch is about being hunted and this one is about being chased. And those are very different things. Yeah. Well, the original one, like you get the vibe, the the creature, the entity is playing with its food. Yeah. Or it's just crazy. It never, it never, they're never chased in the first movie. Like they run through the woods. Like they, when their tent is shaken and they take off and run into the woods, but they're never being chased by anything. And this whole fucking movie, once they get into the forever night is constantly about being chased that's all it fucking is that gets old extremely fast yeah and each moment is for the sake of the moment yeah like it's never about like the the arcing plot or how things tie into each other it is it is for 
us as the viewer to be like, oh, my God, they've changed how time works. Whoa. But and then you sit down and think about it and it's like, oh, wait. So the Blair Witch is like a weird what? What does that mean for the witch? What? Yeah. What is that? What? So what? How about how about the house the, is a is a spaceship? What? Yeah. How about the Why? UFO, how about the UFO at the end? Ben, did they explain anything about that in the commentary? Please. Well, first off, they didn't say it was a UFO, but also they emphasized that this movie tanked at the box office and uh, <laughs> got really bad ratings, so they weren't going to explain it. Fuck off. <laughs> I don't even think they had a good idea then. Oh I don't think God. they that one that also just sounds like yeah, we didn't really know. They thought it yeah. would be cool. Like because it looks yeah. cool in X-Files. Cuz like it like, is that is absolutely the effect that that gives, right? Like Yeah, it's a UFO house. That it looks like that it's like a UFO. Yeah, there's, when like they're inside hey. the house and like the the bright lights are coming in or like when they're outside of it and there's the bright light and it's there. Yeah. Like it's like yeah, it, it's like coming in and out of dimensions and shit. It's, like it's an X-Files UFO situation. And it's like yeah, it's not said explicitly, but like the effect is is of a UFO and then you get into like well is the Blair Witch an alien then? Like which opens up an even more convoluted and dumber can of worms. Yeah. Why? Uh, if it's that powerful, why does it give a shit? It makes me so upset because it contradicts everything that I've talked about in the the original Blair Witch. Like, of it being like, it could be a witch, it could be something, it could be an entity. We all kind of debated for a while of like, it honestly could have just been like the locals, like, fucking with them but like this movie tries to yeah like introduce it as if it's an extra <laughs> terrestrial being or it's explicitly supernatural in this yeah. one yeah it's a super yeah, witch it's so weird and it's like annoying because uh, it feels like it took the entire theme of the first movie and just annihilated it and <laughs> was just like how can we make it into a hollywood trope that makes some money. How can um, we shit all over the legacy? Yeah, of, the, of one of the <laughs> most the defining found footage horror films of all time. Yeah. You know what's it's really crazy. funny is uh, in the commentary they were talking about how before they had gotten onto this uh, to make this movie, they had made friends with uh, the original producer and director of the original Blair Witch, and they had gone out. Uh, for dinner with them and, you know, ask them a ton of questions about the original. And I guess they got some consultation from them. And to see, like, them... They're listed as executive producers on the film. And to see them come out of that consultation and make this is just so baffling. One one Uh, little set piece I want to talk about a bit in the house is... In the basement, there's, like, a basement under the basement where the tunnels are. Yeah. And apparently the tunnels reach out across the whole town or something like that. They said it was, like, an underground railroad thing or something. Oh, Oh, yeah, I forgot. Wait, wait, did did they use that term? They did, yeah. They did set up the... uh, That's a bad term to use. The tunnels. Well, no, I think they meant literally because they were saying that there's supposedly a network of tunnels under the house that because it was an old underground railroad. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, So so they meant it literally, but it's like... 
Let's yeah, go. it was kind of weird. It was just an excuse for them to throw the the main character down and have like a a descent a moment. descent moment exactly mm. claustrophobia. But and I, you know, honestly, to be completely honest, having her in those tight tight tunnels was kind of fun. It doesn't make any fucking sense in this movie at all. But I thought the sequence was kind of fun. Yeah, because we were like, oh, she's going to get dragged, blah, blah, blah. And then she, like, didn't. And we well, were like, just... yeah, what was going to happen? So it was, like, a good time. I I agree. She spends, you. like, two minutes crawling around in there and then ends up back at another part of the house. Yeah, it really right. just goes right. nowhere. Yeah, it, it doesn't. Yeah, it was a little silly, for sure. This is cycling back to a previous point that'll lead into the kills nicely, I think. You, you mentioned uh, Beach House. From a few weeks ago, uh-huh. and uh, I think it's a great comparison. The like with our protagonist in the beach house, like pulling the the weird alien like worm from her foot, and how yeah. gratuitous it is, and drawn out it is, and how it's a, a good moment for the actress to show her chops. It's an effective scene, yeah. uh, and it is effective and horrifying. Yeah. Uh, uh, whereas this one, I found it effectively funny. Like it's effectively dumb. I enjoy it for that, and that's how I feel about any of like the big moments in this movie. Like, yeah. I, I got I got entertainment out of it. I did not get horror. I didn't I didn't get quality per se. Uh, but I did I did get laughs, and it did. Yeah, I was I was giggling, and it, I had I had fun making fun of those sequences. Well, it's it's a very it's yeah. it's a very predictable movie. We called most of it most of it yeah. from like. Early on in the film, we hit so many exact plot points, yeah. like 20 minutes before Often, they happened. there were so many times where you would guess how something would go, and then I would I would throw in, like, my bet, and they would both happen. Specifically with, with the pulling the thing out of her foot, the root, because as soon as she, like, stepped on the rock in the river and cut her foot... I said, that's going to get infected later, horribly infected later. And you're like, nah, she's going to be running around on it in 10 minutes. And we were both right. Yep. And <laughs> she said, was she was running around on it 10 minutes later. But then after that, it was also horribly infected with a with a root. Yeah. Like, yeah. So we have like a good while where she's just walking around on it. And yep. then suddenly it's infected again. And it's much she, worse. And also she, while she was good on it, I did. I did predict slug like weird thing in foot. It wasn't a slug. It, it was, was like a. It was a vine. It, it was, wasn't. It was like a vine slug. I'm saying because like it does move. It does move inside. It was like crawling up her foot. We see it like when uh, the the boyfriend looks at it. Like it it does like a wiggle. They like, they joke about this in the commentary that they. They had a lot of people tell them that they thought it was a slug when they had intended it to just be a vine. So that's, ex- that's exactly yeah. what I said. Uh, but it's a moving vine. And is a moving vine not a slug? It's growing. Up no, no, a moving vine isn't. <laughs> I don't know. Aren't slugs just moving vines? Think no, about it. no, no, no. <laughs> not really um, think about it, though. Aren't, aren't but, vines just moving uh, slugs? No, no. What, one fun point about the, the effects <laughs> in this movie that they had talked about in the sure. commentary was all the, the effects in this movie are practicals. Yeah, I, I believe it. They're great. They're fun. Yeah, for better or for worse, you know? I, I think the, yeah. the tents getting yeeted into the void is hilarious and great, and I think it looks fun. It doesn't look real, 
but it looks like it looks like they they had them on cranes like and like with a tether and they just yeah. like yeet like like just like pulled the spool up okay. and like it flies into the air which is hilarious and great it, it's it, not I, scary no it made no. me laugh like i loved it but i uh, I, th- I thought it was great fun i would have enjoyed it even more if it wasn't like tied to the franchise yeah. well the I, goofy looking blair witch was uh practical yeah <laughs> just fun i, I definitely enhanced though no 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 not at all really yep oh, how about that they uh the only Kinda cg like was some suit. some cutouts you know, for things like the puppetry with the the Blair Witch, yeah, yeah. stretchy lady. I found that kind of interesting. You know, I think a lesser attempt at this movie would have just gone easy CG. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that's. I mean, you know. I, I always I always respect the decision to do it practically. I wish that because they obviously don't have any problem with like throwing subtlety completely out the window. I wish we would have at least got to see some of those effects a little bit longer if they're going to go to the trouble of doing them practically yeah i mean Mm. outside of the pussy leg yeah effect we really didn't get a ton of no it's like we only we only get a glimpse of when uh, darknet 666's girlfriend is like snapped in half when they snap the twig man we only get like a glimpse of that like even when they pull the root out of her leg like it's out of focus i think that's why there's the confusion about whether it's like a slug or a worm or something in a root it's because you can't fucking see what it is and it's like if they're gonna if they're gonna go to the trouble of building a big dumb long witch then like (laughs) just just fucking just fucking show more of it i guess you know like if you're gonna like if you're gonna say fuck this we're gonna show the monster then show then show the fucking monster you know like yeah. just just go for it like, i agree i i agree I, I and again too like that's one of the things about troll hunter is like they go full on yeah you know they they go full on there's with a the lot trolls. of cg in that movie but yeah, yeah it is it's not even great a lot of the time and again that's i think that's one of the things i love about it but no i going into this film like we we all knew that it had bombed yeah and so like i had i remember saying like as long as the the movie is like dumb fun like i'll i'll be happy you know i'll be satisfied and for me it was i was never left bored with this film there was always something to like even if, if it was bad at least there was something like to, to laugh at or to to be critical of see like, i i yeah. i disagree because I was bored by the film, I was not bored watching it because I had a f- I had a lot of fun watching it with you guys. It was it was a lot of fun to make fun of in the moment. I think the film is pretty boring, and I would not want to sit mm. and watch it by myself. And I think that no, I think that it it verges <laughs> into dumb fun territory, but doesn't spend long enough there for me to consider this a dumb fun movie. You it kind ends- of wish the the dumb fun of the second half was just the whole movie. Yeah, I know. I, I do, honestly, because yeah. it's like it's it's hard, I think, to especially now live up to the legacy and capture the same tone of the original Blair Witch. So if you insist on making a new one, don't retread that common ground at all. Do something really different. And if you're gonna like expound upon the mythos and like do a bunch of like weird, dumb stuff, then lean into that. Like do one yeah. or the other. This movie felt like it could never decide 
whether it was trying to just be the Blair Witch Project all over again or if it was trying to be its own thing. And I think it fails at both. I think it definitely needed yeah. to pick a lane. Like you're you're definitely right. I do think it is a it is a, a dumb fun movie and like not a terrible one either because of like some of the sequences, especially towards the the latter half. I don't think it's it. the best dumb movie. I, I don't think it's like a great dumb movie like The Room or Troll Two, but I think it is a dumb fun movie. And like, I, I I agree with you there, Tease. I think the original was so divisive to so many people when it came out. You know. A lot of people thought it was slow and boring, and the other half of people thought it was, you know, just brilliant and one of the the scariest movies of all time. And by taking a half measure with this one, you really please neither of the audience. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, you have the, the diehard fans that don't like the different direction and the the dumbness that you're taking with it. And then you have the people who hated the original that don't like all the mythos yeah. of the original and that, that don't you're see And that don't want to see the same shit over Which is the again. first half. You, you're so right. I, I, that really sums up all the problems this movie, doesn't it? Just asking, who is it for? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And, you know, that's the same problem that like the the first X-Files film had. Right. Like it, it tries to it doesn't cater to people who watched the show, but it also doesn't cater to people who hadn't seen it or the the for the, the Dune film. Yeah, I was good. Right? That's like what I was like, going to bring up. Yeah, yeah like David Lynch's Dune. Dune. Film yeah, it's same. like like if you've read the book, it hits enough points for you to remember things, but it doesn't do them well. Um, it does them it, badly. It, yeah, and, and it breaks enough points for you to be confused by them. But if you haven't seen it you're lost or you haven't read it you haven't read the original source material you're totally lost so yeah no it's another example of like who is it for um i think i think this movie had really good potential to be a dumb fun horror movie and like adam wingard and simon barrett do fun well the guest is a very fun film and I, I really, I think that they focus too much on trying to be same but different when they should have really just been different. I think that for well, what it's I worth, think... like Book of Shadows at least tried to be different. It failed spectacularly, but it tried to do something very different from the first movie. Well, I think that's kind of its downfall. You know, I think in trying not to be anything like book of shadows doing something different yeah they fell into the camp of doing too much the we got to make sure that this is like the first one and it's like but you do that shit so badly yeah the best way i think like from here on out like if if a studio was to try and like do another film oh but please don't like i, I mean no honestly <laughs> they it's, it's it bombed in the box yeah office. It, it is don't is the answer they'll but dust like, it off in 10 20 years i i like i like to like ask myself like a, a tricky question like that you know be like okay is it possible is there a way probably not but if i would think you could do it either as like a, a found footage film where it's ambiguous again and you do not title it blair witch but you have small things in there that could imply it's part of the it's part of the franchise right Maybe. like 
some some like maybe in the background of a shot or two there's a stick fetish or something but you you bring in something else and again like it's all still done in the same sense of realism and it feels like it'd still fit in that world you're suggesting the blair witch cinematic universe see i i, I don't even know. god you're right i i am uh, no. I, and, and even then it's a, it, i think it's the only way i could get any joy out of it like and even then it wouldn't be great i don't and it even would be know hacking. why you're talking about theoreticals of revitalizing the blair witch f- franchise when the games did that yeah you know the game came out after this movie like a couple years after and obviously it did well enough that you know they're putting it on vr they're it's pretty critically critically like if anything that revitalized the franchise you're right that's the way to do it like whole new medium yeah, yeah change the medium because then you can explore the same themes but because it's in a different medium it offers you new possibilities yeah most definitely y'all after i watched this movie i kept getting ads on my on my instagram for the fucking blair witch game and for like Blair Witch themed things, and I was like, "Oh, God. you should, you should twitch, I'm not you should, interested. you should twitch no stream thing. the game." <laughs> yeah, like I'm not trying to play the Blair Witch game. It sounds interesting. Don't get me wrong; I'm not trying to hate I'm, on it. I'm trying to play it no. if I'm being real. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty curious now, especially after watching this movie. Well, yeah, because I've heard the game is good, and, like, we heard this movie mm-hmm. was bad, and then watching it confirmed that this movie was bad. I will be honest, so. I've heard some mixed reviews. I've also, I've also heard some, some, you know, like, some stuff in the grapevine, like, some, some critical things as well, but it, it's, it looks good to me. It's almost certainly better than, than this movie. There's no way. I mean, yeah, yeah, it, 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 it looks, it looks competent, at least, and, um, I, I know it involves tree branch monsters, and those could be, this could be spooky. This could be fun. Yeah, this could be spooky. This could be fun. Who's to say? But, um. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 yeah. It definitely seemed like it did well enough to do a VR release and all the rest. And I would love to know myself. I mean, I'm down to play. To be honest, that type of video game seems like a lot of fun. Like that point of view is like fun and scary, and like something I would be down to like test out. Yeah, so, especially in VR to put like, yourself in the woods. And like that's a good revise. Yeah. That the movie should go in like not like a sequel or like you know a revamp like it should be made into a video game like that's the type of direction that makes sense to me (laughs) yeah make it make it an immersive experience for the audience because like the first the first film is very much an immersive experience you know, because of its authenticity so just do a different kind of immersion in that give give the audience direct control and let them yeah. let them let them play it let them live it i think that that right. is that is uh yeah i just if you want to if you want to revitalize that the franchise experiment with a different medium i think is the way to do it do y'all have any other big points you want to hit on this movie i kind of wanted to mention out the the blair witch is a lumberjack what um <laughs> with its first kill Oh, oh yeah, like, knocks the tree over uh, on the dude. Yeah, like I love like that's my new canon too. Is the blade of witch is the lumberjack because like it's just it's such a like, a, like it, the the tree falls so perfectly. Like it's just like an yeah. evergreen that because again yeah. like they shot in like Canada instead. Yep. Um, like this like big evergreen tree like falling over him. Like like it's obviously just like someone on set like felling this tree. Yeah, like it's I'm pretty sure that shot is like still 
to like um it's really like pretty hard to set up too considering like like falling camera like like falling tree with a camera like eh, like getting the, it was, getting it out right it, they own, but, like they're obviously using cranes for other stuff they were probably using a crane to couldn't do a controlled mm-hmm. drop like yeah. there's the girlfriend who gets the the thing in her foot like after pulling us like a giant she climbs a tree right after that yeah so that's what's going like 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 after yeah. like pulling a giant like weird uh, tree slug uh tree slug thing uh, out of her foot and yeah. then she climbs a tree like it's nothing yep to get the drone down because they keep thinking that the we, drone is gonna help them we we see her like put like weight into her leg while she's climbing too like how what the fuck oh and then of course when she gets up to the top of it and we're still asking us so like why is she trying to get the drone the drone was felled by assumedly the witch yeah like the drone is useless what what, just yeah, just get out of the woods. Yeah. Why are you like stopping to climb a tree like when you're being chased by what you know is a supernatural force to get a to get a, a dumb drone? It's not going to help you. Why are you here? And then she gets to the top of it, and like what a hand comes like down and scares her to her death. No, she gets pulled out of the tree by something off camera. No, didn't we see a hand come down from the top? No, no, no? she gets pulled out of the tree Weird. by something. Yeah. And then crashes to the ground. So both she and her boyfriend get tree-related deaths. Yeah, <laughs> mostly off camera. But we do we do get the fall, which is nice because I was asking yeah. for that. I was like, as long as like we get like a dumb like dummy like falling out of the tree yeah, here, they drop like the I'll be happy. Out of a tree, that's a fu- that's always a fun effect, yeah. I guess. The well, only other major thing I wanted to add um, was just kind of reiterating Batista's point of like. If you were trying to do something original, like when we found out that they were like kind of voodoos, kind of not. Um, Yeah, they do that once. What was that about? We were like, that was like a turning point where we were like, oh, okay, this could actually be kind of cool. And then. Well, it was the most, it was the most unexpected thing that happened. Yeah, but then it just kind of fell flat. Like nothing ever came of that. And that made me like really sad because I was like, dude, like that had so much potential. Yeah, nothing be- came out of any of it. We still don't know why the Blair Witch needs them to die. None of them died in like a big ritual or anything. So why why is it yeah. hunting them down? It's no, not eating I was, them. What does it care? Yeah, it's the 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 monster doesn't have any kind of motivation. I mean, I guess it, you can definitely say that there's not like a clear motivation in the first one, but it it does it's not a clear feel, monster in the first one. Well, exactly, but it does it does feel like it has a stronger intent. As as you mentioned earlier, Cleveland, it feels like it's like playing with its food you know it's like some people wandered into its territory and it's having fun with them before killing them you know it's like it it feels it feels like an amusement kind of thing whereas in this one there doesn't feel like any sort of real drive to the monster or what it's doing it's just like they're in the woods and there's this long witch who's running around like a like a monkey hooting and hollering and throwing trees on people. Yeah. Yeah, because it's true. It, it, you, we don't get that play with its food vibe with no, this one. No, right? no, it's just, <laughs> like it's exactly as they said. Like it's a movie about being chased, but like not for, for anything, right? Yeah. Like I said, the first one's about being hunted. Hunting is like a sport, you know. Like it's not just like running after something, you know. It, <sighs> Yeah. I don't like this movie. Are y'all ready to rate? 
One yeah. fun bit of trivia before we rate. Mm. Since this is a studio movie, they actually made a D-Box version of it. I don't know if you guys know what D-Box is, but it's like where they have the shaky chairs, the moving chairs. Oh my god. And I cannot imagine anything that would make me throw up quicker than (laughs) watching this movie with D-Box. On a big screen. Yeah, just all the shaky cams, and on top of that, your chair is shaking. The chair never stops shaking the entire movie. No, thank you. Found footage movies, in general, are one of the few genres of film, I'll say, I think might be better not on the silver screen. Like. I don't know. Like maybe it's just me, but like like big shaky camera depends, stuff on a giant screen. Like, depends on the found footage movie. Mm-hmm. Cloverfield was great on the big screen. I would yeah. love to see Troll Hunter on the big screen. Yeah, same. Like it it totally depends on the movie. Something like this, or even the original Blair Witch. Like I don't think the theater medium necessarily changes the experience because well, you want to feel much. like you're finding the footage and sure. found in that kind of found footage well, movie. I mean, and if but, it's presented to you in a big theater I, I, I that there's a certain degree of artifice there as well i, I don't know i well like, i mean i think regardless you when you find along. when you find footage that doesn't mean you have to watch it on the camera that it was shot on well like, i'm not saying that but you can watch it on anything that yeah. doesn't make it any less found that doesn't make the footage any less found Mm-hmm. Marble Hornets, for instance, you know, like like watching it on YouTube, feeling yeah, like someone's well, just uploading it because you know designed, they found this. It's designed explicitly, you know. As a so user. your your viewing of it feels like part of the the experience itself, you know. Like whereas sure. like watching it in like a big movie theater, you know, like you you paid a ticket. Like, but Marble you know, Hornets is also not a film, it's, not it's, yet. It's a YouTube series <laughs> designed for YouTube with YouTube as the medium. Yeah. So like it's M- much like uh, it's a different it's a completely mm-hmm. different beast. Yeah. Much like the games, uh, the Blair Witch games. No. Shall we well, rate? Yes. Let's do this. I'm going to yes. I'll I'll go first and we can work our way around. Um, yeah, I I had a great time uh, roasting this movie with you guys. But objectively, this movie is bad and I don't have much of a desire to ever see it again. Again, even with friends for like a good bad movie night, I have about five dozen good bad movies that I would want to put on before this one. It's pretty low on the list. Uh, doesn't do the original film justice, doesn't do enough of its own thing. Uh, and the fun moments are too short and too far between for me. I'm going to give this a one out of five. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Damn, a one. Okay. Cleveland? Um, I'm I'm not giving it a one. I'm a little torn between a 2.5 or a three because still, like, I, I really like, like, some of the, the sequences. Um, more than enough to give it to give it a one. Like, uh, I would I would say, uh, and I tend to rate higher generally, but I'm going to say three. Like, uh... No, I'm gonna say two point five. All, all for the the kills, like they're they're fun, and and I do appreciate practicals, and they they were fun practicals. I wish there was a little bit more with the witch. If we're gonna go the dumb schlocky route, I agree. Like pick a lane, and I think that two point five three is is a good rating for for a pick a lane kind of film. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, if I were you know basing everything on 
recommending it. I wouldn't recommend people to avoid this, but at the same time, I wouldn't recommend them to go out of their way to see it. So it falls somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I I think they do enough fun things, especially in the second half, to keep it from being a bad movie. And Mm -hmm. I think they have, you know, Wingard and Barrett have enough good instincts to keep it feeling cheap or cynical cynically made but it's very sloppy and once again it's a half measure it's falling between you know paying service and respect to the original and doing something dumb and fun and unique and because of that it doesn't really do either one terribly well i'm going to give this a two and a half out of five as well if it's on you're not gonna hate it probably but you're not gonna love it i don't know i think yeah watching with friends and and you know like laughing at it is great but i'd probably rather watch the room again or troll too yeah if it's if it's on if it's on or you have to watch it for your podcast Mm -hmm. then you can do worse but (laughs) aaron what would you rate blair witch okay so i'm gonna give this a solid two i feel kind of in the same camp as cleveland and Ben. To be honest, like it was a really fun experience watching it with you guys. I had a really fun time. And I know we got into like kind of a debate about that afterwards. But like, I do feel like the experience is like, definitely like part of the film itself. And honestly, it had an adverse effect because it it made me have a whole new appreciation for the original (laughs) Um, Blair Witch. Because I was like, oh, this is fucking terrible. And (laughs) this makes me appreciate the Blair Witch a whole lot more. So for that, it honestly, like, gets a whole nother point for that. That's a win, Um, actually. I think so, too. This movie does make the original look good. Yeah. 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 Does. I don't think like, the original needs this movie to look good. No, but it does. I, it, yeah, it, does yeah. it helped it look. It helped make it look better. It does highlight me. the things that that movie does well. No, I, I think Aaron brings up a really good point. Like, yeah, I, I think that's great. Thank you. And like, you just kind of think, okay, you know what the original was getting at, and this like completely like butchers it, and it makes you sad. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I'll give it a solid two because it wasn't great. But I think I mentioned this when we were watching it. Like, if it was a standalone film, if it had just started with the guy being, like, seeing this footage and being like, I think that's my sister, um, and then going off into the woods, it would have been, like, kind of a fun Halloween horror If it was made in a vacuum. Yeah, like, if it was, like, yeah. Like, if the first Blair Witch didn't exist, you know, it would have been kind of a fun horror. So... Yeah, I'll give it two. I'll give it two pods. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that will actually make its average a two out of five. Uh, so Aaron's picking the average. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, see it or don't, you know, yeah, your choice, you know, follow your dreams. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not worth if you don't see it. 
Don't watch. I don't. You're don't, not missing out on much. <laughs> don't watch it. Don't like sit down to watch it by yourself. Like no. if you're if you're watch if you insist on watching it, like yeah, have a couple of beers, get some friends together, at least get that kind of energy going because that does so much of the lifting and in, in making watching this movie a good time. Oh yeah, it doesn't it doesn't exactly. do much on its own. Like, yeah, if you get joy out of being critical over a film, you're you're gonna get joy from that. Yeah, at least, this movie does a lot of stuff wrong for mm-hmm. sure. Um, anyway, yeah. <laughs> I no, want... or watch the guest. Yeah, that's a way better watch movie. The guest. It's a way better movie because that movie you can watch on your own. You can watch it with after a few beers with friends and just have a great time regardless. Yeah. Like the guest fucking rules is, I think, the, yeah. the best moral yep. of the story. I wanna, I wanna uh, move into a, uh, a a more fun segment. Our hot new segment that everybody is clamoring for. <laughs> uh, it's time for pairing with Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> What <laughs> the look of betrayal on your face? You've watched no, a so movie flattered. and had a scare in. It's time for pairing with Erin. Do 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 do. Oh my god! I'm so flattered. So, this is so, what wine, in your professional opinion, as a level one sommelier, would you pair <laughs> with Blair Witch 2016? Hey, that's a great question. Okay. So I have two schools of thought. I would either pair the wine with like if you are in the mood to not take things seriously um, and have a good time, in which case I would pair it with something sweet like a Riesling. Or if you are like, fuck this horror film, it's a terrible fucking horror film and I'm trying to get drunk, in which case I would pair it with something heavier like a Shiraz or a uh, Syrah. Which is those are both red wine. So, <laughs> what uh, what what price range of wine would you recommend for this? Do you think this is a quantity over quality film? <laughs> no. Oh no no no! I think you should spend minimum amount of money on this uh, on this film. Um, the so more, that's the, the more of, wine you can get, the better. Yes, exactly. So, like, if you're going to spend a box wine, um, wow. <laughs> It's going to be awesome. more money up front, maybe $20 if you get a boxed wine, but you're going to get so much more wine for it. So You can uh, drink the whole box while you watch this movie, and by the end, you'll be, you won't be any more confused than if you were sober. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Aaron, I have a question. Sure. Uh, for Halloween, have you ever dressed up as a sommelier pirate? Oh my god. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> because I have not. Wow. But that's an incredible idea. I think that's what you have that's what you have to do next year. <laughs> I know we just passed Halloween. Hopefully we'll have Halloween next year. Hopefully COVID will be done by then. Uh and yeah, you have to be a Somalia pirate. I don't know, that might be in bad taste, but God, it's funny. Well, just I might cut this out, but just don't wear blackface. <laughs> Yeah, I should no, probably cut that. I should probably cut that. <laughs> That's so clever. Yeah. And I, I mean, love that. Don't wear blackface is good advice for our viewers. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's okay. I don't think you're going to get canceled for saying don't wear blackface. That's yeah. pretty good life advice. Yeah, life just advice. in general. Like, you don't want to yeah. end up like Justin Trudeau. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think it's you should be canceled for talking about it if you're talking about not doing it, that it's bad. I'm making a joke about it, though, which I guess could be considered in bad taste, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, Cleveland, do you have a sponsor for us this week? Yeah, this week is a PSA. Don't wear blackface. <laughs> if you keep bringing it up, which means I have to leave it in. I can't edit around all of no, this. No, 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 no. I'll do a different one. I'll do a different one. Uh, um, are, are, you, are you tired of your, your uh, Bluetooth camera uh, not having the film quality that you need? Well, we'll, we'll instead buy... Buy Dannon's uh, uh, spectacular uh, shoulder mount cameras and just pretend it's a Bluetooth headpiece. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a, like a 16 millimeter earpiece, so it still clips to your ear. Buy Dannon's 16 millimeter earpieces uh, as well. They now come in earpiece size. <laughs> Not conveniently. <laughs> yeah, you just have like a whole a huge heavy metal box strapped to your ear. Coming inconveniently to a camera store near you. <laughs> I'd say a Radio Shack, but that's. Well, actually, yeah, coming. Radio Shack coming, still exists. Do they? No. Do they? Yeah, I thought they all died. Yeah, I thought, I they're they, gone. I think I think there's still radio shacks. It's circuit cities that are all. No, I think, no, I think, I think they both they're both yeah. gone. Yeah. Could have sworn I saw a radio shack at a strip mall recently. Well, we're not gonna look it up. So coming maybe to a radio shack, maybe not near. <laughs> you know what? You. If they if they don't exist anymore, even better. Definitely coming to, to a, a radio, radio shack. shack. The most inconvenient way to get to get this camera. <laughs> Thanks, Danimals. Yeah. No. Well, yep. <laughs> no. But yep. <laughs> So, Cleveland. What's up? What movie are we covering next week? Oh, shit. I mean, yeah. Um, so, I, 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 I made a joke about it last week, oh, and no. I, I didn't think oh, that no. we were actually going to do it, but then I saw that Netflix just added it, so it's topical. And I think we actually... Oh, my God. I see how angry y'all are getting at this. Maybe we shouldn't do Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, but... It's your choice. Like, it's your, it's choice. your choice. I just I haven't watched it since I was a kid, and I do want to watch it again to find out. Like, Aaron, you're getting... Uh, you have a fun expression on your face. What do you think about that? Let's, let's put I it... I am... So excited. Are you fucking kidding me? Do you want to join us? We have to do it. Then. Please. Like, so that I'm not the only person excited because that would be great. Do you want to? You, you are you totally welcome. Three weeks in a row? Please. Yeah. No way. Oh my God. That was like a huge. I'm just saying that was a huge staple in my childhood. Same. That's I mean, why mine, I cover it. I mean, mine too. I just am legitimately <laughs> a little bit scared at how I'm going to talk about Scooby-Doo critically. Awesome. Yes, okay. No, it's definite. It's a definite choice for me then. God, if I was ever... Yeah, sure. Yeah, we're, we're doing Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, folks. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> Deal with Scooby-Doo it. Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. Oh, my God. That Aaron, if you want to like... leave it tentative, you are welcome. Yeah, it, open you invitation. If you want to come, come back next week and talk about Scooby-Doo, you can. I honestly might take you guys up on that. It was honestly, like, I don't want to say it was kind of scary, but it was, like, one of those things when I was a little kid that was, like, the first taste of, like, oh, like, this is what spooky things are. It was the scariest of the Scooby-Doo movies. (laughs) It honestly was. 
Well, let's let's save the discussion for next week because I guess in a pod people first, we're talking about an actual children's movie. Uh, no, well, labyrinth. We did we did we Dark Crystal labyrinth. We did labyrinth. Dark Crystal, not we yet. Dark, anyway, we did do Dark Crystal, but Dark Crystal in ways kind of bridges the gaps because of like the scary puppets and stuff. Whatever the artistry we're doing, of it, we're doing a fucking cartoon, a, a fucking children's cartoon. <laughs> Next week on Pod People for the first time ever. Jesus Christ. I think that's kind of fun because I used to nanny two boys and um, one of their favorite movies was like the Goosebumps remake with Jack Black. Oh, yeah. And so I watched it with them and it's honestly like pretty good. And I think it's like it's funny and clever and like I think it's like pretty good. I think if I was a kid watching it, I think I would be kind of spooked. And, like, I actually think it's, like, very difficult to to make kids feel scared in, like, a PG way, you know? So, I don't know. I think, like, kids' horror is, like, very interesting. So, like, yeah, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. <laughs> Rad. I'm so glad you could help validate that. I really appreciate it, Erin. <laughs> Like Cleveland, like I am all about this choice. I think it's cool. I think it gives a lot of representation to like a younger audience, and I'm here for it. So, oh God, I, I hope kids are not listening. To <laughs> no, this. no, they shouldn't <laughs> be. I agree. I agree. But I, I think I think it, like it, we have made it, it's a subject so that's, that's worth talking jokes. about. It. <laughs> What's up, fellow kids? Oh yeah, you can't <laughs> see me, but I'm flossing right now. Oh yeah, I'm about to play some Fortnite, and uh, I what do the kids? TikTok. Oh. I'm about to TikTok all over this podcast. Yeah, go, go TikTok some Fortnite <laughs> are the dances. Kids, are the kids still whipping and nay-naying? Oh, no. <laughs> they're, no, are the they're kids not. still doing that? Mm-mm. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm going to end this thing. Uh, if you like the show, please, please. Go on please. to Apple Podcasts. Please, please. please. My family oh. needs this. Uh, <laughs> please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and a nice review. Share an episode with your friends. Follow us on Twitter at PodPeoplePod. I'm yeah, ple- maybe have a few beers and make fun of us. Yeah, that's cool. You're, yeah. you're welcome to. We don't I, mind. In fact, I expect it. Yeah, please be critical of um, us. You know, that's, yeah, that's absolutely. allowed. It's a two-way um, street. You can also check out our Letterboxd at letterboxd.com slash podpeoplepod, where you'll find a list of all the films we've talked about on the show with our average ratings and links to those reviews. I'm on Twitter at some spooky snake. I forgot my handle for a second. <laughs> I'm on Twitter at Mr. Sheets. Well, I'm always flying off my handle. <laughs> Uh, literally or metaphor whatever but point is uh, you can sometimes uh, check out my tweets for light arc studio uh, as we talk about it stares back and our current development thereof check us out we're on steam uh, in early access uh, we've got a new chapter coming out soon called tower call we just released a cool trailer for it go check it out and uh, you can also find my work on art station go search my name cleveland Mosier, and look at some cool spooky paintings and stuff and enjoy yourself and you you have a wonderful night thanks that's just from me to you aaron where can the people find you um i recently launched my own website aaronvelusic.com so you can find me there and um 
I am a freelance copywriter and content writer, and I also host um, virtual wine tastings. So if you want to set yourself up with a virtual wine tasting, I completely cater the whole thing. I just have you fill out a short survey. Why wouldn't you want to? Exactly. (laughs) It's a good time. I know I want to. Yeah, it's a good time. It's a fun thing to do in quarantine. Looking for new things to do is filling up pretty fast. So it's pretty fun. (laughs) Well, speaking of fun, this Blair Witch two-parter was very fun. And I very much appreciate uh, you joining us again for this errand. And like we said, open invitation for Scooby-Doo next week. It's up to you. If you got the time and the desire, you can join us. Okay. I will let you guys know. Because it's such a, it's honestly such a staple in my childhood. I'm not going to lie. I've watched it several times. <laughs> Heck yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm hearing a lot of audio interference. I hope that's not going to be in the actual recording. If it is, it's the Blair Witch getting to us. So let's sign off before it gets too terrible to listen to. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.